You're listening to a pod of Mass and Methods. Welcome to the pod of Mass and Methods. That's me and Lucian's here tonight. It's Lucy, it's Lucy, it's Lucian. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Anyway, well, this is the podcast uh, where the Mass is the works of Sarah J. Mass and the Methods is us talking about how the story is put together and also picking it apart. My name is Marjorie. And I'm Allie. I'm a fantasy reader and lover and history person. So I try to connect to the past. Mm-hmm. You're the librarian writer. Yes. You're the methods. I'm the methods. I'm the madness. Uh, she's, she's the madness. <laughs> so Allie is a hardcore Sarah J. Moss fan, and I have never read them before this podcast, despite being a huge reader. And this is it. This is it. And we're sisters. Isn't that cute? Sister. Sister. I'm not like Nesta. Yes. These sisters are not legit. Okay? No, they're mean. There's no sister love. Um, no. So should we say welcome to the podmass together? Okay. Okay, ready? One, One two, two, three. Welcome, welcome to, to the podmass. That's perfect. Um, okay. So let's do our five sentence mm-hmm. summary. Mm-hmm. I did not practice this in my head at all. I tried to be good. Okay. So you I get to start this I get this to week. start. You can't practice if I get to start. Okay. okay. So Vera gets magic to sleep and then wakes up. In fairyland at a fairy house. What an amazing house. And now I have a servant, but Farrah is also upset about her servant. And also she's upset about everything, including Lucian and Tamlin and... Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> Wait, was that three? Okay. Yes. Okay, so we have she... She wrote all that... We, we're going to have to get better at this. Sorry, listeners. You can yell at us later because these aren't... Mine was definitely a run-on. Okay, so we have she's a horse in the forest. Nope. <laughs> you have she fell asleep and woke up in a house. I'm like, it's a damn beautiful house, but she's pissed. And you're like, she's pissed about everything, even the people. Yes. She wonders... Farrah wonders around the grounds, wondering what to do with her miserable existence. And she wonders and wonders until she finally makes the decision at the end of chapter eight. All right, this is the review of this. This is the episode that's chapters eight, five through eight, by the way. Yeah, read chapters five through eight and or if you've already read it, you can just laugh along with us at this set of chapters that is, in my opinion, in trying to world build the fairy world instead of the human world. But not a lot happens except mm. you get mad at Feyre. Okay, I'm glad we're all on the same page because I was like, oh, oh. Farrah and oh. her fairy world problems. Okay. Okay. You want to start with chapter five? Okay. So I called chapter five. It's a very short chapter. Mm-hmm. Over the river and through the woods to Beastie's house we go. Right. Well, I called chapter five. Could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> that that is it could yeah. have been an email mm. don't need to meet through this mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm 
what we didn't do last week that we should probably do is like a brief summary of the chapter okay, before yeah. we tear apart. So yeah. in chapter five, she is leaving the cabin. We pick up directly where we left off mm-hmm. and she is in the woods riding to the wall. Mm-hmm. And the entire time she is in her head, she says a few things out loud, but it's mostly unrequited answers. <laughs> and then she gets magic to sleep. Right. She gets put to sleep. So we open the scene with her coming upon a white horse. Mm-hmm. And the white horse is obviously very important in fairy tales. Oh, yeah. It's like Shadow Packs. Yes. Yes. So you went straight to Lord of the Rings. I'm thinking like the knight, the white knight. The knight in shining armor. Right. On well, the horse. Um, the sun chariot, right? I think like the Apollo oh, yeah. has I white mean, horses on you know, his chariot. Hercules and his white Pegasus. Yeah. White is just a heroic westworld he wears the white um the white hat white hat hat. versus black hat that's even the name of tropes the white hat versus black hat. yeah so i think this is like trying to paint very clearly a a picture Mm -hmm. of where Mm farah is going um and we're in her head the whole time it's kind of fear but also kind of anticipation and also her just like angry but she's angry at her family and she's angry at the beast who is yet unnamed yes very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's definitely reconsidering her entire life. And, right. and she's like, I uh, I killed that other fairy and I don't feel bad. I mean, why should she? I guess. I guess she should. I, I mean, she thought it was a wolf. Yeah, that's true. But she's now saying she knows it's a fairy and doesn't care. But I guess he did just bust down her door and steal her. And also, apparently, the fairies have a history of, like, enslaving humans. Yes. So sure, down sure, with sure, the sure, oppressors. Sure. Yes, like, sure, get sure, out sure. Of here. I get that. I get that. Um, but there's a couple things, like, world-building things that are in this chapter. Mm-hmm. First, like, she says that the secret of the Ash Arrow was betrayed centuries ago by a fairy. I tried to look that up and I couldn't find it specifically that there's a story where a fairy gave humans ash arrows. But it makes me think of Prometheus, how he brought the fire. Nope. Nope. That's a different guy. That's Pandora. Pandora with the box. Pandora has the box. I was thinking Prometheus. You're right. He brings the fire down to humans and then he's like punished for it. Kicked out of heaven. Yeah, Olympus. Olympus. I think he's the one who has um like his eyes picked out or his liver picked out by birds every day, and then it grows back and they pick out. Yes, they keep going in that special part of hell. What's that called? There's a special part of Hades hell where he tortures Thaley. Got to think of it. I'll tell you later, everybody. Yeah, you're mixing up Dante's Inferno and Greek myth. No, I'm telling you, there's a special part of hell where the guy pushes the stone up and the guy gets the liver picked out. Yeah, there. But but it's not hell. It's just punishments from the gods. Okay. Editing Alley here. The place I am referring to is Tartarus, and I was right. Marjorie was wrong. So, hip, yeah, it might be Bible there fan fiction. Certain, there are certain fields in 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 in, in Hades because there's like there. There might be a field. There might be a field of torture. Field you, might, of torture. you might be right. I feel like I'm right. You're right. But, <laughs> but they I, would, but they weren't being tortured in hell. They were just being tortured in because they were like all gods who were getting punished. Right. And when Tamlin burst. Yeah, that's okay. We're allowed to go. <laughs> when Tamlin burst into her quote hovel in the last um mm-hmm. in the last episode chapter, uh he asked her where she got that ash arrows and she says from a traveling peddler. There's a big fan theory that this is a fairy who knew Pharaoh's future fate and wanted her oh. to have the arrows. Interesting. So Tampering we, with fate. Yeah. So that's a very that's a fan theory. It's out there on the internet. It doesn't allow for any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Just that's mm-hmm. what people think. It was a fairy, this traveling peddler. I gotta say, this chapter, I felt like I 
my complaints with chapter four were continued where it's just her thinking about like, I should do something. I should do something. And then she doesn't. And I think that's possible to write in a different way and it be compelling or someone like caught in the fight or flight freeze kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it felt like it was like half trying to make her an active protagonist, but not actually having her like, you know, if you just even managed to run three steps away before being stopped, it would have sure. been just a little bit more like you're actually attempting to do something. Yeah, I agree. She's like a she's just like a passive participant in this chapter and the last chapter. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one thing we do learn is a little bit of politics. We learn that there's lots of lands and mm -hmm. some are run by kings and queens, mm -hmm. but prithian is split up and run kind of like a democracy where there's high lords mm -hmm. and ladies of the different areas i thought that was interesting mm -hmm. and then i thought what was really interesting is that she's worried about nesta becoming a sex worker she doesn't say it outright oh she did yeah but she implies it she implies like, that what nesta would she do as the next oldest herself. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like the different she also calls herself a lamb among wolves, which is Matthew ten sixteen. Mm -hmm. going back to the Bible. It says, behold, I'm sending you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. So that's a very common idea. Yeah. Lamb in the lion's den. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just. And also Psalms refers that. Yes. Uh, it, but it's actually um, a, a lamb lion. and a I know, no, it's a wolf. Oh, it's that's a it's a Mandela effect. People think it's a lamb. And uh, a, a lion in that Bible verse, but it's a wolf. But I guess because the other pl places in the Bible, it says lamb and lion. So Yeah, this one said lamb and wolf in Matthew. Oh, yeah. So it's lamb and wolf. I and mean, why, would, why would Israel talk about lions? That's a honestly. great question. Think about it. I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. I don't know what's Aslan. happening in Israel. <laughs> yeah, I love Aslan. You know, Jesus and Aslan, same guy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I actually just wrote that. Like actually, the end. have you ever read all of C.S. Lewis? They are the same guy. That's the whole point of the books. They're like, oh, these, Narnia is just an alternate universe, and Aslan's an alternate universe of God. Well, yeah, I knew As okay. Aslan equals God. Yeah, but not like in Jesus. an allegory, but like in the actual book. Oh, like he actually is him. Yes. Oh, alternate universe God. Yeah. I like that. But it's like the same God. It's the multiverse God. Multiverse Nar Jesus. Narnia is the OG multiverse. Okay? I love that. Uh, I actually wrote Narnia in this because, like, the ending point of this chapter is the Narnia effect. Like, yeah. well, first of all, she goes to sleep for two days. Why two days? I feel like three days is more of the hero thing, the Jesus thing. You sleep for three days, then you get woken up. I don't know. Maybe there's some timeline tracking where she needs a certain amount of time to pass, or I don't know. Did he change into his human form to take the knife out of her tunic? I don't know. I think he did. As a beast, could he just, like, reach in and take the knife that she had? I hidden? think the knife... Wasn't, oh, the knife was gone next chapter. Yeah. I don't know. She's like weirded out about it. Does he have it. opposable thumbs? I don't know what I he think, has. I think he does. I feel like he's a beast with opposable thumbs. How does he have a rein to a horse otherwise? Yeah. Okay. All right. I got to say one world building thing I liked. Sure. I liked, Tell um, me. And, and they do refer to it a couple times in later chapters, chapters is when she refers to it as like magic having a tang. A metallic I tang. I liked that. I felt that felt different it, it felt real. fresh i took it as a note and underlined it yeah so yeah in this book series um magic tastes like metal mm. which i think is very interesting and i like what else tastes like metal like blood yeah because i was gonna say like when you're like working out too hard and your mouth starts to taste like metal like or it's too cold outside like that blood kind of taste so it's almost like their your human body is being overexerted from yeah magic mm -hmm. that's what it makes me think of. um yeah i mean other other 
princesses that have been put to sleep are obvious, right? Like we know that heroes get put to sleep a lot, but this is like a natural reawakening. It also makes me think of um, how it's like a common trope in movies to either use chloroform or mm. like they just like knock someone on the head with something and then they wake up later when they're kidnapped. Like, yeah. Even though that wouldn't actually it work. reminded me of like was it aragorn who's like passed out on the horse that like rides into the city because mm. she says she feels like she was tied to the horse like that's what yeah it, that's what i picture in my head like as her like body is slinking like, off the horse there's no new characters in this chapter there's no new names for us I to mean, untangle it could, have been an email. it could have been an email i will say the quote that stuck out to me is when she says in her brain, because I feel like this a lot, and I'm sure other people are selfish like this too, mm -hmm. I alternated between a wretched smugness of my family starving and thus realizing how important I was and a blinding agony at my father begging in the streets. I, I also marked that sentence. <laughs> I think that is so intuitive to how it feels when you have a large sense of importance about who you are. I found it incredibly relatable because yeah. yeah. I have had situations where I'm like leaving like a toxic workplace where I'm like, I can't wait to leave and watch everyone crash and burn just because I'm not there holding every right. all the shit together. Like there have been enough situations where it's like, I'm underappreciated. I'm doing so much. All I don't have to do anything. I don't have to sabotage anything. I just have to leave and it's going to all fall apart. Right. And there's a smugness to it. And um, Feyre, I related. I, I loved that so, so much. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. thought, I thought that was one of the best lines of the chapter. I loved that. Um, one of my favorite lines, as I spoiled after the podcast <laughs> last week, is the first line where she says, Every step toward the line of trees was too swift, too light, too soon, carrying me away to whatever torment and misery awaited. I like that because she used a lot of commas. And not ends. Not ends. Which she did six times in this tiny chapter. Did she make a three row, like three noun thing with ands in it? So I wonder, we should start paying attention to whether it's in Feyre's head or in the general text. I think it's usually in her head. It tends to be like when she's really getting into describing things. So maybe that's how Feyre thinks. Well... It was a lot. <laughs> I have a tally in my notes that's just and, colon, and then. Okay. How many? Six this chapter. Six. Guess what this chapter had none of? Vomiting. No paint, <gasps> no vomit. First oh chapter goodness. without paint uh, and our third chapter without vomit. I am so excited. Vomit tally. Vomit tally. <laughs> no vomit. <laughs> Did that sound good in your ears, everyone? <laughs> Yay. ASMR. <laughs> I hope you're on the subway and you heard that and cringed. Okay. Love it. So chapter six, open chapter us up. Six. Chapter six. Okay. Um my chapter title was uh now I'm gonna mess up the names that I practice in my head. Okay. Prithian. Is that the name? Uh -huh. Prithian. Prithian Zillow. Prithian Zillow. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, and that's how we spot the day away in the merry old land of Oz. I feel like this is the makeover chapter. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I have my summary of kind of running down what happened. Good. Give so me a rundown. We arrive at the manor. Sure. There are 
lots of flowers, <laughs> which is important. I'm going to come back to that one. Yeah. Um, and size comparisons. It's bigger than my whole house. Um, the captor, our captor transforms, and he is indeed a man with flowing golden hair like I predicted last time. He's a hunky hunky. And but he's also he's wearing, wearing green. Right? I don't know. He's, I feel like that's Tinkerbell. What kind of fairy wears green and has blonde hair? Hmm. Tamlin and Tink? Ones. I guess. Um, he's wearing a mask. That's weird. Everyone's wearing a mask. That's, that's weird. weird. <laughs> Is it a fashion statement? Who knows? Um, we also meet uh, Lucian. 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 Love Lucian. him. Lucian? I call him Lucian. Lucian? Lucian? I, I don't know how to pronounce his love name. Love him. I don't know how to pronounce names when I read it. That's okay. know from the Farah uh, incident. Farah Lucian. Lucian. Anyway, um, red hair, fox mask, some sort of scar going on. He storms in. He doesn't even realize he's there. We have some sort of significant coded conversation, kind of finding out why they brought Farah there or why the still unnamed. She needs to, Sarah, Sarah J. Maskett needs to get better at putting names earlier in so you can just talk about them like this. Um, I think we're not supposed Tamlin. to know Tamlin yet. I know, but I don't like it. Oh. Anyway, um, just give me a name so it's easier to read the text. I see. Talk about it. That's how I feel. Anyway, um, we meet Lucian. They're talking. There's shit going down about, like, the treaty and this and that. And you're like, oh, there's something more going on. We found out that the wolf was a fairy named Andres. Yeah, Andres. I call him Andres. Person killed. We meet um, Alice, who is the best. I like her. That's my note. She's wonderful. Um, And then Fair's taken up to a room and given her obligatory fantasy makeover. That's chapter six. six. So let's break it down. There's a paint. Break it down. There's a paint. It would be useless to paint, she says, when the manor is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. There are five ands. And. Oh, the flowers. I wanted to talk about the flowers. Let's talk about them. There's so much to talk about. I was like, first of all, I was like, it's a whole lot. It's in the gardens and it's inside. But it made me think this is Beauty and the Beast. The rose and the flowers are such an important element of the Beauty and the Beast story, especially the original fairy tale in which it's these whole beautiful gardens and what the father gets imprisoned for in the original Beauty and the Beast is taking a rose Correct. from the garden. So I was like, even if it's sort of just sort of a like reference, I was like, I get you. I see you. I know what's going on. Um, also, and this kind of comes up in the next chapter because we don't know his name yet, but mm-hmm. Tamlin, there is a Scottish fairy tale um, mm-hmm. that has to do with a garden and roses and mm-hmm. him coming to take a woman that falls in love with him and she pulls a rose. So there's like all this stuff that weaves into these old rose right, fairy right, tales. Right, right, right. But also like, what if she had allergies? This would be spring court. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. That's a, my story. It's spring here instead of winter. And she's Magic. mad. I mean, and she's also pretty mad. She's mad at the injustice of it, that she was yes. freezing to death. Yeah. Which I kind of understand. I feel that way every winter. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I also never caught before this rereading that the entryway has black and white tile floor. I feel like that's kind of tacky, Tam. Mm. (laughs) I don't love that in the entryway. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if it fits the aesthetic. It's very... Of spring court? No, it doesn't. It feels a little different era. Um, I'll say 
we have another piece of mythology slipped in there. Maybe sure. it's one that doesn't matter, but it's the belief that you can't eat fairy food. Yes. I love that one. It's I good. love it. I wonder if it has any implications or just them insisting it's fine. You can eat food. Um, but that's another piece of I can't fairy tell lore. You. It is. It's good fairy lore. Yeah. The food yeah. is important. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote that in like all letters. Also the obvious lore of them, them having a long table that wow. they sit at opposing ends. Oh of this yeah. 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 I was like, what a metaphor. Okay. Speak. Get it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. She said her heart was beating so fast that she thought she'd vomit. What is that? <laughs> what is that? How does your heart beat so fast? You vomit. Shayra. But I also do like that. She says that the masks were an absurd fairy fashion, almost like she condescends. Oh, she is so condescending. <laughs> she just, she just, through everything, it's almost a frustrating lack of self-awareness that it's like, can't you consider, can't you be pissed off at the situation and also, like, realize it's like, oh, I mean, it gets more into this in another chapter, but it's right. like, oh, there's a treaty that means your life is forfeit for doing this. So it's like him kidnapping you and keeping you alive is actually a goddamn favor. He's saving you from being killed. I understand you're frustrated and you don't like it, but just being like, maybe I could convince him to let me go somehow by talking to Lucy. I'm going way over all these chapters, but I'm in a mood. You can do to it. To talk about Lucid. And I was like, what, what do you, what has Lucid done to make you think he's going to be on your side? Okay. Yeah. Also like you killed his friend. Like Lucian is obviously like, I think the chapters make it pretty clear that he is subservient to Tamlin. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. Andrus would have been around his rank. Right. So you can it's take to mean that he was close with him. And, I mean, he's saying things like, we never, you're right, the coded conversation. We never should have sent him. Um, and Tamlin's like, her life in that hovel was hell enough. That's like a, like a, he like sympathizes with poor humans? I don't, I don't know if it's sympathy. Or like It's pity? like a little more, yeah, pity. pity. That's the word. He it's pities pity. her. He does not like that. Um, I definitely want to talk about Alice because in my head, she is a mixture of Mrs. Potts, the maid from the Brady Bunch, and the robot lady from the Jetsons. Uh, she's got a little more uh, bite than Mrs. Potts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to mix in the lady from the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. That's how I picture her in my head. Even though she's a bird mask on, that makes me think of a plague doctor. Honestly, all these animal masks made me think of furries. That's what I thought of. Yeah, I think they're more metal. I think they're like... I know they're metal, but there are like not full like mascot-ish masks that are used in... Yeah, they're like um, masquerade ball masks. Right. But it... See, that's the thing. I was like, is it a full like metal, like Phantom of the Opera type mask like covering their face? Or is it just like an eye Just the eyes. Just the eyes and nose. Okay. Because there was like parts when like she was explaining parts of what like Tamlin's face looked like. And I was like, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know that? How do you know? He's wearing a mask. How yeah, you know? sure. Okay. Um, I also thought the red hair in the fox mask is a definite nod to Lucian might be tricky. Oh. If he's wearing a fox mask. His goddamn name is Lucian. You can't. I wrote in my notes. You can't trust someone named Lucian. Anyone's name who is too close to Lucifer. You oh. can't trust them. But what about if it's exactly Lucifer, like the cat in Cinderella? Well, <laughs> that cat was a villain. <laughs> Who wanted to eat those poor little bices. That so. cat was a product of its environment. It's a farm cat. That's its job. It was not a farm cat. Yes, it it is. was a pampered little kitty cat. Yeah, but they have a farm out back. And that doesn't make it a farm cat. Gus Gus. Tried to kill Gus Gus. <laughs> yeah, you're proving my point. <laughs> I see, I see. Um, <laughs> so wait, Lucian is a French boy's name that means light. 
Well, so did Lucifer, didn't it? <laughs> oh, Is that yeah, what Lucifer? From light. I see. No, what does Lucifer mean? Editing alley here. Lucifer literally means descended from light. Fallen from light? Fallen angel. It's got to be. Fallen, I'm fallen sure out of it... grace. Disgraced. I don't know. And Alice is a German name that means noble or exalted. Mm -hmm. I liked when I read that one out loud in my head. I was like, this must be Alice. Alice. Okay. (laughs) Alice, yeah. Yeah, it was like a normal ass name. What if fantasy does that where they just like... Yeah, Lucifer means bearer of light. It's just straight up light. Right, light. It's so the same light. Name. So it's Lucian, the same goddamn night. name. Okay. No. Yeah, Alice. When fantasy, um, like spells a normal name in a different way, and sometimes I know they're based on like other cultures, so sure. I don't want to be like, sure. what a weird name way mm-hmm. to spell it. But sometimes I'm like, oh, this is an interesting name, but then I say it, and I'm like, wait a second. Exactly. <laughs> um, I love that Lucian has a mad eye, moody eye. Like, let's talk about that. He's got the scar over his eye, mm-hmm. which first makes you think like scar you know like lion king but then he's got like this metal eye that whirs around and he's kind of like See, weirdly scarred and attractive but that's also why i kind of don't want him to be a villain because we don't need to repeat the ugly is villain ugly and injured or disabled is villain mm. trope so mm-hmm. it's like kind of weird but i was like she named him lucian I would have not trusted Hamlin because he was blonde, and you can't trust a blonde person in a fantasy book either. A blonde man. You can't place to trust a blonde man. Sure can't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to trust. There's no there's brunettes around here. I don't know there what to are, do. There are no brunettes around here in the spring court. Hmm. Crazy. Mm. I will say Andrus is a Greek name that means strong and manly, and I love that Lucian has a really hard time with the fact that Andrus just looked at her and didn't fight back. There's something going on. There's something going on. I mean, there's more hints in other chapters. There's something going on. Um, also, like, Lucian, with the way that she keeps saying, they could hear my heart, they could smell me, they could this, Lucian had to have been able to smell her or hear her when he walked into that room. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I, I do, but I, at this point, I'm trying to put myself back in this story. Like, with me not knowing what's going on. I mean, I can hear people, too. It doesn't mean I'm not oblivious sometimes. Oh, okay, so, okay, so maybe he's, he's more he's, upset. He's in an unheightened emotion. Okay. Would you find out what happened to my friend? Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, did you find out? Sure. Yeah, okay. like, okay, I'm okay, so okay. distracted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Why do you think Alice has a bird mask? Is it, like, she a mother hen or an old bird? Like, what? Why does the maids have bird masks? I don't know. I don't know either. Birds are cool. Okay. I like <laughs> birds. No, actually, I'm freaked out by birds in, in all honesty, but they're also cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. They just looked cool in my head. So. I will say, I do like that she went through um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs in her head. She was like, okay, I got to try to escape, but I'm starving. Right. So I should eat first. <laughs> I was like, thank you for breaking that down for us. Mm-hmm, we first mm-hmm. need love. Um. Okay, did you have any quotes? Are we at quotes? I think we're at quotes. Okay. I have two, and they just, um, like, stuck out to me as beautiful. The first one is when she shows up, and she's, like, at that point where you're walking into a massive house, and you look up, and it's, like, attacking Mm -hmm. you. It's so big. Um, She says, the towering estate house was watching, waiting. Mm -hmm. I love that line. And then later on, she's standing in the doorway whilst um, they're talking, and she's kind of staring at the table. Mm-hmm. 
And she says, the cool metal of the hinges bit into my fingers. Mm. I loved those, uh, just the phrasing. Okay, how about you? So mine is a quote from Alice, which I think is just, I enjoyed it. And probably why I like her, because she's such a straight shooter with things. Mm-hmm. And she says, though Lucin, he could do with someone snapping at him if you've the courage for it. I also love that because she's guarding her off to every fairy but Lucian, which I think is maybe good vibes for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, snap at him. He needs it. And he, he probably not going to hurt you. Like, no, he's just like, he just he needs, he needs someone to tear him down a little bit. Take him down a little size. bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that chapter, big improvement from the last chapter. Mm-hmm. One vomit, one paint. And I might have said it earlier, five ands. Five and an end and ends. Five and an oh. end. Your, your count is killing my count. <laughs> I feel like yours is a writer's quarry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so chapter seven. Seven. I named it Pass the Butter Knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know the book slash movie interview with the vampire yeah so i named this one interview with a high fay perfect <laughs> interview with a high fay okay so okay. here we're like back at the table with the this is the summary part mm-hmm. we're back at the mm-hmm. table with the boys and um she's she's noticing the food and the cutlery and the people and they're talking um and she did not change into a dress which i thought you would highly appreciate because you I didn't notice you I hate the notice. moment when the girl gets beautified which that happens yes. in this book obviously yes. but i thought it was really nice that it isn't the first thing where it's like mm-hmm. oh i took my glasses off i'm so beautiful um and you know they're having these conversations where she's trying to find things out about the fairies. She's asking questions like, mm-hmm. "Are you high fay?" And he's just saying yes, but not expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're they're asking her questions like, "Do you have a dating life at home?" Like this is oh, a very yeah. weird situation. I have a note on that. It's a those questions about love are suspicious. They are. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't uh, be suspicious. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Suspicious. Um. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And she is finding out about this sickness mm-hmm. that has taken over yes. the land and could threaten the human population on the other side of the wall if not dealt with so that's the basic summary of the chapter right there's a lot happening here i love that the first thing she notices is the mismatched cutlery that is a poor part like that there wasn't mismatched cutlery mm-hmm. she's like the finery on this table all matches they're ballers right. <laughs> which is cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. critical understanding yeah i Overall, this chapter, I thought I can definitely see more and more of the Beauty and the Beast references. Right. Um, the disease, instead of being like, we will be human again. You human know, it's, again. it's a disease. And they we'll up- take our da 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 da. Yeah. They up the stakes with, like, it's a disease. It's not just our household. It's like, this is all of the known world right now. And we threatened. can't take our masks off. And we can't take our masks off. We are stuck. We have also another reference to like 
original Beauty and the Beast fairy tale, which is having the dinners night after night together. Um, so anyone who I'm sure the Moss fans probably know this from hardcore fanning, but just like the original fairy tale, like not the movie has like one or two dinners. It's like it was the thing where it was like night after night after night. They got to know each other. And Disney, Disney actually struggled with it. Yeah. Because they didn't know what to do to make that fun for kids. Dinner parties aren't they fun for it, kids. They made it very angry. <laughs> He's not because the Beast isn't angry also in, in the original fairy tale. Yeah. It's just it's like a looks personality versus looks type of story more. You yeah, know? but Tamlin does have the, then why don't you just starve moment? He's yeah, like, well. If you're not going to eat, you're going to pass out. Well, well, you know. He does try to flatter her, which is funny. So it's Lucian so is teasing Tamlin. Tamlin is trying to be nice to Feyre, but we also saw him trying to be nice in the last chapter. So maybe he's just a nice guy. Like, what is this flattery that he's like, your I, hair is clean? You look clean? Something. Maybe he has like a Mr. Darcy level of being able to flirt with someone. Is oh, that what's going on? We're just socially awkward when he gets put on the spot in certain situations. Well, Lucian says you've had trouble with women for decades. Mm-hmm. He says that out loud. Mm-hmm. So this is like an Edward Cullen There's situation where he's a thousand million on. years. Yeah. I... We mentioned something about the cauldron, but I don't know what that is yet. The cauldron. Cauldron bless, baby. Um, it's capitalized. So <laughs> so it's a proper noun. Well, it's like a public, it made me think it's like a place or like a, I don't know, something Ooh. from the cauldron. Or it made me think there was some, I got some sort of hint there was some sort of prophecy or thing that they have to do when she ties into it because probably some sort of like i don't know it's beauty and the beast and they're asking her weird questions about if she has boyfriends and whatnot like what is going on there's something going on and i'm like what is it and fair is just like these people are so rude and i'm like there's something going on girl pay attention and she like giggle giggles she's like why are you asking me about my love life she's like i don't love isaac hale there's nobody else i barely love my family uh-huh. Or like she and loves, I hate you. And I hate you. Like, I am alone in this world. Like, She's okay. the lone wolf. That should be the metaphor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the wolf going into the lamb den, she honestly. She is the beast. <laughs> yes, the beauty is Tamlin. She, at this point, is the beast. She is the beast. And he is, like, trying so hard to make her not pass out. He's like, I can see your fucking ribs. Like, here's a plate of food. Eat it. It's not <laughs> enchanted. I swear to God, I saved your life for this. Like, come was, on. She was reminded me of a toddler sitting at a table being like, I'm not going to eat my broccoli. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I it's, loved it. It's it's part of my frustration with her in these <laughs> chapters. I was like, I get it, but also, you're so wrong. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> she's, she is absurd. He's like, it's, I love, he says, it's an honor to be served by Hi Fay. Sarah James. Oh, oh, that, must. that's the one where it's like, get over yourself. Yeah, but oh. she loves the word honor. Honor's going to come back. We should track that word through the text. You know what word I felt like I needed to track sure. after these chapters? What? Savor. It's in her descriptions. She savored the warmth of the Ooh. horse, and she savored. I and it was one of, in my one of my favorite quotes, quotes from the early um, chapters, last one about like savoring. I didn't. I forgot like savoring like green grass and whatever. Mm-hmm. And something about soil, and then I realized she likes to use that word, which is a great word, but it's too great that when you overuse it, it's not as great. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I, I, she, I just noticed at this time. I was like, I found a couple instances of savor. 
Yeah, there's several. There's two paints in this chapter that Mm -hmm. makes up for the chapter five where there was no paints. Well, I mean, there was only one. Andy and Anne. Okay, so this is b- wild then to have two Oh, things. wait till chapter eight. Oh, it's end and end and end and end. No, no. No, no end and no, end. No, at least I, I missed them all, but I didn't see any end and end in chapter eight. Amazing. So this one, she, at one point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I don't think this is a crazy question. They're acting like it's crazy where she's like, but what should I do with my life? Right. And they're like, I don't know, do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. Play cards. Who knows? She's like, what should I do? And they're like, what do you like? And she's like, but I would never tell them painting. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you finally have a free time. They're rich people. What with are you talking about? Why not? If you want. Is it too? Oh, like I just underviewed savoring right there. Yeah. And and then at another point, she's like, she's refer- she's referencing how um, Nesta. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just deleted my whole page and had to control Z it back. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. She's referencing oh, how I've deleted whole manuscripts before like that. And I'm just like, take a <gasps> breath. Come away with me. I was from like, the how computer. did I accidentally control A and delete everything? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. So, oh my God, it's um, yeah, this other one is she's referencing how Nesta referred to her as a wild beast. And she's like, we must all humans must all seem like wild beasts to these rich people as insignificant as the paint in my cabin why Vera? why why i was (laughs) like i think you're the person who hates humans the most honestly (laughs) i think she had a rough go at it with humans Mm -hmm. i i do i know we are being hard on Vera right now I mean, she's in an impossible situation, but also... She, and Lucian is pushing buttons, and Tamlin is being so coded, and then she she sets this snare on her door, mm. like, to try to protect herself, because she's a hunter, and that's what she does. Yeah, I like that little detail, It was it cute. Was fun. And then Alice is brushing her hair, and she can't even stand to look at herself in the mirror, mm. because she looks like her mother. And I was like, that is gut-wrenching. Like, that's so sad. Yeah. I like so I do feel for her. She is going through I mean, something. Obviously, she's a nineteen-year-old, and we're both in our thirties. So we're like, why aren't you being more reasonable right. about this? And it's that's like... important. <laughs> we found out she's a legal adult. This is good. <laughs> we like this. Good but job. Nineteen-year-old is still yeah. She's dumb. young. I'm sorry if you're nineteen and listening to this. I'm sorry to tell you that you're dumb. Um, yeah, but... you're you're just yeah, you're inexperienced. You're still cooking. And you're still you're cooking. Not dumb. You're still you're cooking. Still cooking. Um, okay, but I do. So the way I felt about Feyre. The, with how rude she's being is it's like people who travel to a foreign country and believe that the way that they do it is right okay, she she it's... literally says this is much more civilized and peaceful than i thought it would be it's like okay I mean, fair yeah, but she was kidnapped to a foreign country okay so, fair. I mean, you get a little okay, you get fair. a little wiggle room to be to be wiggle, a little wiggle, wiggle. i like you get i get she has complete reason to be skeptical skeptical yes. given the yeah. history with the fae and given the mystery given the circumstances but also i just want her to like be a little more aware like people are saying things and she's so caught up in like well and what did alice tell her in the last chapter it would do you good to listen girl i know she's so caught up in like oh, they said that because they think humans are gross instead of being like, oh, they're saying some really important information I should be paying attention to. Maybe I could catalog that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love the act. I love the idea of this sickness traveling. Um, I will say I do not like that every time Tamlin is mad or annoyed, 
she notices his wolverine claws like poking out of his knuckles that to me is a bad sign mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't like that in a person is it wolverine cl- knuckles or is it like his he's tra- he's transforming but the way she references is she can see the claws poking against his skin mm. i always thought i i kind of visualized it like full like, hand transformation like hand sort of like you know how like when cats like flex and the like claws come out i kind of imagine like a morph between human hands and like the kind of like oh he's an animorph yeah good good for tam (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i just i to me that Mm -mm. like when it's only when he's angry and annoyed that seems not okay Mm -hmm. like to be beastly he seems pretty in control of his emotions he's so far, super though. docile it's it's okay so your daughter has been reading this and she made a comment that tamlin is has so many red flags but i have not seen the red flags yet well you're in chapter seven i know <laughs> i just thought it would be like really like just my not how, yet how, not yet how books go down it's usually when there's like the enemies to lovers are like he's a monster but he actually he's sweet at heart usually they lay on the red flags away at the beginning and then start of like then kind of be like there's a reason for it and actually and blah 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 and i'm here i'm like he's acting like a completely reasonable thing and he actually did her a favor because there's a treaty is the reason why he had to take her life yeah uh, here and he could have killed her and said he spared her life so that's actually being nice and he's paying for her family that detail he's taking care what do you think okay i I, actually i have that later in the predictions Mm. i want to ask you a question about that later um i will say I agree, and everybody on this podcast, if you send me hate mail, I will kill you. Uh, I won't kill you. Send me as much hate mail as you want. I'm she going on the record. She's impervious. I'm going on the record. Tamlin is a good fucking guy. End of discussion. Editing Allie here. I do not agree with the statement that I just said. Okay. I don't. He seems like a good guy right now. Right now. <laughs> No, and that's no spo- that's not spoilery. We know the Beauty and the Beast story, right? Like they're in love. He is a good guy. He's he not seems a perfect guy. Fine. He's he fine. seems completely more than fine. We'll like, see. We'll see. Okay. Well, I'm just going with existing evidence. Existing okay. evidence says he's fine. Okay. Quotes. Um. Sure. Only other thing is fairy lifespan that I put under. Oh, they live a really fucking long time. Yeah, I get it. I get they it. live it's a long like time. They're like their elves, their fae, they're this. And pretty much any human mm-hmm. and supernatural, like, romance story, not all, but, like, werewolves don't, but most of them have this thing with, like, immortal or really long lifelines with, like, immortal life. You got it with the elves. You got it with vampires. You got it with uh, yeah. fae. You've got it with, I don't know. I've seen it with, like, magi- ma- mages and things. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's a thing. It's a thing. The thing is the thing. It's dramatic. It causes a lot of heartache. How am I important to you if you've lived so many lifetimes? Right. Am I going to matter if you outlive me? It's, Are it's you going to love me when I age? Kind of crazy. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Super crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do quotes. What do you got? I've got two. Mm-hmm. I liked this description of, like, she refers to Tamlin and... Um, the other fae is like like immovable gods or feral courtiers. Mm. I was like, that's fun because it's like two kind of almost contradictory type of descriptions that are, especially feral courtiers is sort of 
contradictory in itself. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a fun, that's fun. It is. I like that. And this is her on um, later. I bore too much of the people we'd hated and loved for Nesta to stand it. Yeah. I love the idea. I bore too much of hate and love for yeah. the people we hate. Yeah. She like, she, she is she too much of her it, mom and dad. She has so much of that in her. Yeah. That Nesta mm-hmm. can't even stand to look at her. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I loved that too. I wrote the line where Lucian, I think, makes the best point of the chapter where he says, atoned? Have you even apologized yet? Oh. I think that is so beautiful. Mm. Like, she has never said sorry. And I think that's nice. I'm trying to decide whether I want to make commentary about cancel culture. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I feel like there's this thing now, like, anti-canceling feelings where it's people are like why can't we give people a second chance and i was like they haven't even they haven't even said sorry yet yeah first they have to say sorry before you can give someone a second chance like i feel like i believe in second chances but someone has to actually admit they're wrong and try to like make amends first like there's a there's process there is a process there's There's a a process you can't just be like forgive you should forgive it's like they haven't even tried to say they're sorry yet Okay, sorry. Feelings. I love it. Put it out there. Feelings, feelings. I went really high pitched. Chapter real, went real Muppet. On chapter that. eight. Chapter eight. Okay. Chapter titles. I said first Prithian problem, Farah. I wrote another awkward dinner party. <laughs> another one. Another Here one. Here we go. Give me the breakdown of the chapter. Okay. It was another very short chapter. Very short. She meanders. There's some weird shit going on in the garden. That's the first word I put is meandering. She meanders. I think she says literally. I I pretended to meander. Girl, if you're pretending to meander, you are meandering. That is meandering. That is the meander. (laughs) It is in its core. But there's some like things that are like. I don't know, sneaking up on our garden and disappearing. Maybe it's the statues moving. Maybe it's like little, 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 like cute little fairy, fairy children or like some other weird fairy creature who's like disappearing and like, ooh, giggling. I'm a little, like a lot more of like the fae that are like tricksters. Like pixies. Pixies, yeah. yeah. Like the, like the other type of the, the other type of fae mythology where they're just Not like, the high fae that are humanoid. No, the like weird fae. The weird, like the Keebler elves. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. I put the I put down the pixies. I put down like they mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of like the Scottish brownies that like mm-hmm. kind of show mm-hmm. up in your mm-hmm. house, but you never see them. She steals her knife from the dinner table. Finally, mm-hmm. queen mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, they're talking. There's so much that doesn't happen, and then she's like, "Oh, I am going to talk to Lucian." to see if he can convince Tamlin to let me go. And I'm like, I don't think you understand the larger political implications that are going on right now. Right. Or that just like Lucian is subservient to Tamlin. Or that he doesn't seem to like you that much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love that that's what she decides. I, this is the chapter where she is looking at the paintings in the hallway. Yes. And Tamlin, like, comes upon her, and she's just like, that's the most beautiful painting ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says that all she's ever wanted in her life was enough time to paint. I... 
You got it, girl. <laughs> You've got the time. You've got you the are, time to paint. Listen, you are like right now, you are a sugar baby and you don't even have to put out. So yeah. like, why aren't you exploiting this? This is it. This, this is, is your it. time. This is the dream. Well, and also like her last promise to her mom, which she keeps referencing, which is also crazy to make your youngest daughter promise that on your deathbed when she was probably like eight. Like, mm-hmm. they're taken care of. Tamlin has said to you, and at this point, Tamlin cannot tell a lie. Tamlin has said to you that he is taking care of your family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you are fulfilling your oath to your mother. Yeah. She didn't say, stay together till the end, girls. That's not what she said. She said, take care of them. Mm-hmm. And you now are by sacrificing yourself to fairyland. Yes. So get over it. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Get over it. I, I mean, don't understand it. I understand it. if maybe she doesn't believe it, but also it's like, if you go back, are you that much better at taking care of them? Yeah. How long can you be in- meander through a garden by yourself? I mean, if it's like a rich person, if it's like Ladue Garden. Like a nice garden. Like a, you can meander for a while. But like several days in a row before you're just like, okay. Are there new fairy plants every day? Is this like Alice in Wonderland where they sing to you? Or are you just like same... Same rose bush all the time, all painting the roses. I mean, the the flowers change every day. You know, you don't step in the same river twice. Okay, Pocahontas. (laughs) Uh, Cocoaum was Isaac Hale. (laughs) She's not with Isaac Hale. Um, Yeah, I don't know. We find out that her mom died of typhus, and I I think that is pretty sad. I did look up some typhus stuff because i always <laughs> wonder what typhus is so it's a group disease caused by bacteria that spread by fleas and lice but there was a major outbreak mm-hmm. in ireland in the 1800s and the english called it the irish fever mm. so when we're talking about the island kind of looking like great britain like wow. that is something that was happening but right. obviously this isn't the 1800s but i thought that was cool i guess so yeah, she also mentions it, fairies. She's like, what do other fairies do? There are fairies that go across the wall to get humans, which is like an incubus. And then she's like, there's fairies that snatch babies, which is a thing that fairies do because oh, yeah. fairy with, babies with are frail. And changelings yeah. and that. Um, and that she's, there's fairies that dance under the moon, which I looked that up. There are moon fairies that have to run in circles. So, like, every time she references a fairy, it is a type of fairy. Right. Like a real tradition. one. Right, yeah. from tradition, which I actually really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm um i don't there's no new characters we've got tamlin we've got lucian we've got Feyre, we've got alice but tamlin does seem super emotional towards her when he finds out about her mother and he says like towards the end of the chapter Feyre and lucian is real quiet and like backs away from the table and she stops and looks at him and he just goes i'm sorry but you could tell he wanted to say something else i had thoughts about that i have two of two minds i think what we have the evidence of is that he probably has some mommy trauma himself and he's gonna be like sarah i I know exactly what you're going through like i I lost my mom blah 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 but there was part of me when that scene happened that paused and i was like oh my god is her mother a fae and i don't know if that's gonna be a thing your face makes me think not no um but it was it was for a moment i was like when people are paused be like your mother but i was like that actually doesn't make 
Yeah, but I feel like in a lot of these fantasy novels, you find out that the, quote, human protagonist has some sort of anti-human blood Mm -hmm. or other human blood. Other human, So I think that that's a common trope. It is a common trope. Um, so I don't think that's... Is it eugenicist? That's another conversation. (laughs) Sure, sure. And I don't think it's out of the possibility to think those things. I don't know what she thinks she's going to do with a butter knife. Uh, that bothers me. Um... Yeah, it's not even a steak knife. Yeah, like, what, I mean... You've already established that they're faster than you. They can smell you. They can hear your heart rate. Like pick up. it might be good in like a last ditch effort to sure. like stab through someone's mask eye hole, but like really, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's weird. Yeah, not a lot happens in this chapter. It doesn't. Um, good chapter, but I think it gives us more into Tamlin and what her mm-hmm. life's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting part is the giggly fairies by the fountain. <laughs> yes, that's and obviously Alice setting her something in. up. Yeah, I. I think a lot of these chapters could have been condensed yeah. into something more um, concise and more. Right. Especially since we're about to get into snappy. more action. Like the things well, are like, going I to get, happen. I get like I can pick up that there's like a lot of like little world building things being hinted at and slowly layered on. I just think it could have been done with less pages and maybe a little bit more. Little more Do we have to have three dinners? Like, could it have? I don't know if it was three. Yeah, I but wonder. I wonder been... if you want it to be so Beauty and the Beast that you're bored of the dinners. Like, I feel like you're supposed to be bored of the dinners. But mm-hmm. also, it's like, could we Disney it up and make it one dinner? Yeah. Who, who knows? Can we condense? I don't know. Can, Can we, we condense? condense the dinners? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you want to quote it out? I don't have any quotes. Okay. For this one, I really liked that she said, I never learned the social warfare of my mother and sisters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She wasn't old enough to get politics, which I think is the problem we're having. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. isn't old enough to understand what to listen to and what not to listen to yeah, because she didn't learn social warfare. She was never a wealthy kid. She just learned how to hunt. Hunt. She baby. didn't know how to play the social game. She's a Katniss baby. How to play the social game. No, yeah, she can just snare up her door and yeah. hit Alice in the head. Yep. All right, so literarily, we are still first-person narrative in Farrah's head. Mm-hmm. That's going to be this, pretty, this whole book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't start shifting things up until much later in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And all of Throne of Glass is, like, mm-hmm. pretty shifted up. Um, but this one is pretty straight Farrah for a long time. Right. Okay. So a couple questions. Mm-hmm. What do you think is, Tamlin has done for her family? That's a trick question. No, I just want to know. I didn't think that hard about it. I think he's not outright lying. I think it's definitely not going to seem as perfect as it is whenever she gets back. With okay. Dad. I think the idea of maybe them being ostracized for being getting like fairy money or whatever might be something but i think he's probably you think just, he's telling the truth i think he's telling the truth and i think he's just like here's some money mm-hmm. money 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 that solves problems right okay um that's what i think kind of what do you think about the other fairies that she keeps sensing around like the little ones any or... any of any fairies that she is sensing that aren't high fae What's going I, on? I think there's just more. I think you're getting your Haifei, which are more like your powerful Elven-esque fairies. And then you're going to get the more, like I said earlier, like the quirky fairies, the like 
trickster mischievous fairies, the other type of creatures that come in in fairy lore that are just kind of different. There might be some that are more malevolent. There might be ones that are more malevolent, and there might be, I think, with the ones in the garden, like, trickster. Like, they're they're not really trying to, like, ruin your life, but they're just like, I'm going to play a prank on you because I'm a cute little... Fairy. Fairy. Okay, last prediction. Mm-hmm. She said she's going to talk to Lucian. What is going to immediately happen in the next chapter? I don't think he's going to listen to her, but I'm wondering how it will play out. Okay. I'm wondering if he's going to do like a, sure, you're so reasonable, and then like stab her in the back, mm-hmm. like, or mm-hmm. just being like, all right, like, fuck you. Um, or he hates her so much that he wants to get rid of her anyway. I just don't know if he he's willing, he's able to do that. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he is able to do that, is he? I don't even know if he hates her that. I mean, he hates her, but he doesn't even seem that like. Pissed he's off more of like a button pusher. Yeah, he loves to he push seemed, a button. That's why I think that the first option where it's like, oh yeah, I'll help you, and then like I, later at dinner, he's like, guess what this bitch said? Like that's the kind of uh, attitude I get from him. Like he's gonna play like pretending maybe to help her, and then. That's that box. That's that box mask. Yeah, that trickster, trickster, tricky boy, tricky boy, tricky Lucian. I love Mm -hmm, you, Lucian. mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with Lucian. I don't have a problem with Tamlin at this point with either of them. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes. I feel like they're being kind of reasonable for the situation. I'm used to like the villains being the irreason, like the unreasonable ones, or the the antagonists. They're not maybe not villains, but they are in opposition to the heroes. That makes them antagonists. Mm -hmm. Um. But Farrah's kind of being the unreasonable one. A yeah, bit. yeah, and also so like, like I also like, don't, don't want to like I also don't want to lay on that like Tamlin is an antagonist. Like right now, he's well, like giving her what she in needs. The argument of some writing is that the antagonist is someone in that opposition. An antagonist isn't necessarily a villain. Sure. Um, and I had one writing book story by Robert McKee that talked about like. Like, in a love story, there's the main character, and the love interest is kind of the antagonist because they're not getting along. Usually in a lot of romances or rom-coms, they don't get along at first, and it's in a way they are the antagonist because mm. they are the one causing sure. problems. Yeah. So it's like there probably might be a bigger villain going on, but right now, Tamlin is Farah's biggest problem. Sure. He's the problem. It's him. It's him. He's the antagonist in the story. Absolutely. Currently at the moment. Okay. So are we ready? Okay. To wrap up these chapters by doing some ratings. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do our fives or our ones? Uh, Or our threes? Okay. Fives. Okay. I'm giving five metal eyes to Alice for her badass matery. You can give her the same thing. I'm going to go five dresses that she can actually make Pharaoh wear. Um for actually talking directly about stuff. Good for her. Yeah. Badass matery, talking straight. Straight talker. Shooting straight arrows. Love yeah. it. Uh, I'm giving one lame garden walk to Lucian's bitch-ass attitude. <laughs> I was giving one stolen knife to Feyre for finally committing to a plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a treat. Next week, we are going to read 9, 10, 11, 12. 9 to 12. Chapters 9 to 12. We're going on this four-chapter thing. I just feel like it's nice and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not looking ahead to see where cliffhangers are because I feel like that's going to split it up in uneven chunks. 
Yeah, and I mean, if we're gonna do like this whole like back and forth, two two chapter two chapter. Right, and this took an hour. We're right at an hour. Yeah. So perfect. Love it. Okay. Well, everybody, you can email us. We're going to come up with an email that doesn't <laughs> exist yet. Uh, and right now you can find all these episodes on HerStoryOnTheRocks.com and on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and on Stitcher. Um, and we are so excited for you to send us your fan theories. And I know in shows like this, the person who is in the know always gets yelled at for spoilers. But I swear to you, Marjorie has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm looking at her eyeballs. I know. You know. When I say things, you know. But you can't get mad at me because she doesn't know. I don't know. I'm an idiot. She's a dummy. (laughs) She's a dummy. I'm a dummy dummy. She, I'm not. I'm so smart, guys. She's like Feyre's dad. She's catatonic on a sofa <laughs> whittling. She whittles. Cut this. Cut this. <laughs> okay. Cut this garbage. Uh, Slander. We'll see Libel. you next week. Nine to You've been listening to a pod of Mass and Methods. We're a sister podcast to Her Story on the Rocks, independently produced by 1986 Entertainment and proudly recorded in Baltimore, Maryland. Join us in the Massiverse by reading along each week. All of our contacts and socials are available on HerStoryOnTheRocks.com. See you next week.